0: left the military before she went on to become the first woman in the Air Force to fly in combat. She's now a U.S. Senator, Martha McSally. She almost left the military because she was uh, raped and sexually assaulted numerous times and got no help from the military in trying to deal with it. I don't know how you stay in in that situation, actually. Because you're driven Focus to get the... Focus and
1: drive, yeah. yeah. That's astounding. I mean, that is amazing. Horrifying. Testified yesterday in a hushed Senate
0: hearing room that she'd been raped by a superior officer. One of multiple times she was sexually assaulted while she served her country. And the perpetrators abused their position of power in other ways in that they made it impossible for her to get any justice or made it clear that it was going to be impossible to pursue any justice.
1: Yeah, you know, I... uh... I had a situation where I had an absolutely legitimate lawsuit against somebody not long ago. And and the point was made to me by somebody who knows that, listen, this will be your hobby for the next six months. This is going to be how you spend your free time. And I thought, well, I don't want that for the, you know, several thousand, but not, you know, not a ton of money involved. Um, I said, all right, never mind. And can you imagine being a woman like uh, uh, Colonel McSally? and realize to get justice i will have to effectively end my career because by saying you did this to me i'm seeking justice you are announcing to a superior officer i'm going to end your career i'm going to ruin you
0: oh and we don't know how many i don't know how many years ago this was but uh, m- officer or officers um people might not have believed her because we are still living in that era um People might not have believed her and you could have just said, Yeah, that's why you can't have women in the military. I mean, you know, she hangs around drinking with the guys and next thing she, she came knows, on to me, right. She claims that she was raped. Right. Yeah. And that story would just disappear. Yeah. She did not um she did not offer any details about the assaults or name the senior officer. She said she did not immediately report the attacks at the time because she didn't trust the system. Later, when she began talking about them, she said she was so horrified about how her account was handled that she thought about quitting the Air Force. Like many victims, I felt like the system was raping me all over again, she said.
1: Yeah, troubling.
0: Um, I wish she'd name the accuser. I suppose I understand why. Or the, that, uh, or the perpetrator. yeah. yeah. the perpetrator, yeah. Uh, the person who did it. But.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think part of it has to do with the rampant sexism in the military, especially at the time, but... The other part of it, the, you know, the critical aspect of it is power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. That guy had nothing to fear to the point that he would rape someone. You know, the idea that human beings are these gentle, enlightened creatures, and that if we would just like that stupid, vicious, idiot Marxist professor we've been talking about, the idea that if if you just get rid of the cops, man, and eliminate capitalism, Everybody would be kind. We'd all come together gently. I mean, you're just an idiot or utterly ignorant of of anthropology and human history. You look at that. There's somebody who's given the authority and the, the power to go ahead and rape women. He raped women. It's disgusting.
0: The New York Times cites a study that says one out of three victims of sexual assault in the military don't report it. I don't know how you'd know that, but certainly could be true.
1: Wow, that To me, that's almost good news. That means two out of three do at this point. That's right. progress. Uh, I don't know if it
0: does you any good. In an interview with CBS after the hearing, Miss McSally said she considered sexual assault in the military to be a national security threat. And that during the hearing, she tried to offer perspective as both a commander and a survivor and give hope to others. Um, yeah, it'd be a national security threat. If you're driving talented people out that you could have fighting in battles, then obviously it's a national security threat. Mm -hmm. Doesn't help. It's it's frustrating. Mankind is frustrating.
1: And uh, back to one of our other themes. Uh, We need to have like a gradation of so-called sexual assaults. Like we were talking to Marshall about the other day. I mean, this woman was raped, forcibly raped. And... The fact that people use the same term to describe a couple of drunks, one pats the other on the butt and gets told, hey, do not do that. Sorry. Sorry. The fact that those two things are called the same thing, that's terrible. terrible. You, it's stupid. What they used to call make a pass at a woman. You try to kiss her.
0: Right. She turns her head. Oh, geez, I thought we were going there. Yeah. We're not. Right. That's a sexual
1: assault. Yeah. it's Well, okay. If, we can decide that. But it ain't a rape. Well, and listen, I'm not ignorant Can't of the, use fact the same that- words. You know, well, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, as I understand that if you have a culture of you can use a woman and or enjoy her body without her consent even a little bit, that is a problem and can lead to ugly stuff, really ugly stuff. I get that, but we do need to have a gradation. Otherwise, you know, somebody could easily hear Martha McSally uh, claim to have been sexually assaulted in the Air Force and have no idea... What happened to her? It's just a dumb term. It's like human trafficking. It's a dumb term. I know it's the, the term of art these days, but we're, we're more fond of the term rape slavery since that's what it is. Anyway, that's very serious. And very, one other story serious.
0: John Kelly, do you remember him? He's the chief of staff for Trump. The general. Absolutely. Doing a question and answer with the Hill. Was asked, what if Hillary Clinton had won and asked you to be the uh, chief of staff? He says, if Hillary Clinton had won the presidency and she'd called me and said, I really need a good chief of staff, I'd probably have done it. And I guess this is supposed to be bombshell news? Surprising? I'm, are you surprised? I'm not the least bit surprised. I would have been surprised if he'd have said, no, I wouldn't have.
1: It's probably more S- enjoyable if I disagree with you, but no, I completely agree. Sort of what generals do. The president asks you to do
0: something in service of the country. So, yeah, I'll go do it. I, w- I don't know I- why that's a big deal. I would say,
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I think a lot of people, if called upon by the president, hey, I really need you. I think you're the best for the job. I would think, well, I disagree with some of the policies, but I think you'd have to at least seriously consider it. And a military man who's <laughs> used to taking orders from the commander in chief of both parties over and over and over again through his career doesn't strike me as strange at all. Yeah, it, despite political policy differences, to
0: to deny yourself an opportunity to be a part of those conversations just seems so short-sighted. To
1: to present your argument in 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 the most meaningful room in the country—that's a good point. You know, I find a lot of, uh, for instance, Barack Obama's policies horribly ill-advised, just terrible ideas. I think they will lead to much more grief than good. Um, but I like that point, Sean. That I could be in there and say, you know, Mr. President, with all due respect, this is going to lead to blankety blank and, and blank, and I think we ought to consider that carefully. John Kelly did an hey, interview. By the way, I'd love to see your birth certificate sometime. huh, huh? you
0: heard me. <laughs> John Kelly did an interview with uh, ABC in which he called his stint in the White House the least enjoyable job he's ever had, and he also joked about the advice he'd give to the guy who took over for him, which would be currently chief of staff Mick Mulvoney. Mulvaney run for it (laughs) (laughs) Kelly quipped I've I've... That was actually the same advice that Pete Davidson's new uh, The Kate Beckinsale her old 20-something ex was uh, I talked To TMZ say you got any advice for Pete Davidson He said run
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you probably good advice I've heard those stories before The ex Says listen I know this Is out of line But you seem like a nice gal or a nice guy. (laughs) You're making a terrible mistake. You know what? I'd love to take calls from people who got that advice. Milk Coke
0: is coming. It's a real thing. What? I hope we have something more important than that to talk about.
1: Maybe I can use that to wash down all the Oreos in the lunchroom. Oh, yeah, it was National Oreo Day yesterday. No, it wasn't. It was. (laughs) No, it wasn't. And they had had a bunch of different flavors,
0: and everybody said... You can't just say it is and it is. Which flavor did you say was... I took the lemon Oreo, because that's healthy. I didn't even know they had flavored Oreos. The red velvet cake was the most popular. That one disappeared instantly. Ladies like the red velvet. Oh, yeah. For some reason. Oh, yeah. I'm not eating some bastard Oreo. (laughs) <laughs> could be black on the outside and white on the inside. Dang it.
1: I admire your stance. And you're
0: listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. Our long-form interviews available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app.
2: Along I want the people of America to be able to work less for the government and more for themselves. I want them to have the rewards of their own industry. This is the chief meaning of freedom.
0: hmm I don't know. That's uh, Calvin Coolidge, Silent Cal, from back in the day.
1: You don't know whether you want people who enjoy the fruits of their own labors? No, here's the what, question. What are you, a
0: communist? Here's the question. Uh, earlier, I contended that uh, Cory Booker would be our first up-talking president if elected. I heard an interview with him, and he, uh, he up-talks quite a bit.
1: Do you solemnly swear? I solemnly swear. The problems in inner cities? To uphold the
0: Constitution. To uphold the Constitution? Can be solved if we all get together? And it's not just about tax revenue? It's about schools? and about communities and coming together. That's the way Cory Booker talks. Mm. And uh, Sean was trying to make the argument that Calvin Coolidge was an up-talking president. I'm not (laughs) sure that's true.
2: I want the people of America... Of America? Oh, and that was one! To be able to work less for the government.
0: The government? Oh, boy. Huh? Huh? Well, wait a minute now. People been up-talking. Since been up-talking. I want the
2: people of America... To be able to work less for the government and, then he and more for themselves. They, they, I see. want them to have the rewards of their own rewards. industry. Rewards. This industry. is the chief meaning of freedom. It
1: is. And well said. You two d- numbskulls criticizing the man's vocal patterns when I have grasped his meaning to my bosom. Silent Cal is a
0: hero of small government types because he's the only president. That government was smaller when he left than when
1: he got there. Therefore, historians count him as one of the terrible presidents. And gets no attention. Any list of the great presidents depends, leans incredibly heavily on how much power they accrued to themselves. How many
0: programs you started. Right,
1: exactly. It's, it's Well, it's
0: un-American. Was there a particular thing that he eliminated that was a majority of that? Or was he just kind of trimming where he could? Just trimming where he could. Huh. That was his goal. Silent cow. Uh, a couple of stats for you. Pedestrian deaths approach the highest number in 30 years. Nobody's certain on why this is, but everybody's guessing the same thing.
1: <laughs> I think everybody is. What
0: I'm wondering though is, it the drivers or the walkers?
1: Both. I wonder what predominantly. Got to be though. both. But it's predominantly the walkers, who are staring at their smartphones and walking into the streets. Mm-hmm. I have been on the streets of several hip Western big cities. Which are especially prone to uh, phone staring, although everywhere is now. Um, Yeah, I've seen people walk off curbs many times staring at their phones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you got that. That seems crazy. I mean, every other sort of automotive death is down huge percentages. Yeah. But not Um, smacking people walking.
0: Another interesting stat. that Walker smackers. (laughs) (laughs) God, I'd hate to run over somebody. Oh, my God. I think about that
1: every morning. You do? That's strange. Well, well just that is strange. No, that that the the few. W- w- I think about. It. I sure hope I have sex today. <laughs> the few blocks before you turn off the main drag to come to the Radio Ranch, that whole dark area, the underpass where the bums are always careening around. and oh, the, so when you're driving, not when you first the, the alarm
0: when the alarm goes off and you're oh, laying no. in bed, no, your first thought is I hope I don't run over somebody today. <gasps> no, okay, no, I meant well, well, I'm driving. It. My first thought might be I need to pee.
1: My first thought is usually, oh, God, no, already?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just went to sleep.
0: Right. My son, who had his first, like, real sleep a couple of weeks ago, I think it was when he took the Ambien that night. And when he woke up the next day, he said, but it's nighttime. No, 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 it's morning. I just went to sleep. Hmm. Yeah, it's morning. It's the first time he'd ever had that experience. I remember as a kid being amazed by that. I fall asleep and all of a sudden it's the next day. He had never had that before because he never sleeps. Wow. He never sleeps for more than like 15, 20 minutes a time and wakes up. Wow. His whole life. And he was like, oh my God, it's morning? What happened? Yeah. It's like being transported through time. It's
1: been going on. I got to get on uh, my news app and figure out what I've missed. <laughs> I said, this is the way it is for most people. Yeah. You just go to sleep. Anyway, um, the other
0: interesting stat, Hispanics... Birth rate for Hispanics is plummeting, and getting close to matching that of uh, everyone else. Mm. Immigrants, particularly. Um, so yeah, the the idea that we're going to import a bunch of people who will have kids and support our nation, our, our welfare state, that right. uh, doesn't last very long.
1: Uh oh.
0: Wow. Everybody, everybody recedes to the mean. Is that the term? But um, uh, I know for for immigration, also people you you, you know. Families from Nigeria, India, whatever, do way better in school. Their kids do that first group. Mm -hmm. Next group's just like everybody else. Yeah. Hey, I've caught on. You don't have to try too hard. This country takes care of you. Yeah. All right, I'm going to play video games and
1: vape. Great standard of living, no matter what you do, pretty much. I'm just going to vape
0: all day long, staring at the TV screen.
1: Boy, listen, this is getting into PhD-level stuff, and Lord knows I ain't that. But um, I think a lot of the... Classic arguments for why people have more kids in um, Mexico than they do when they get to the United States. I think a lot of those are, you know, they have to do with, well, you need more kids. They work in know, child death rates or blah, blah, blah. They're very like functional arguments. And this gets back to our discussion over the last couple days slash weeks slash years about, you know, the disconnectedness of life and the suicide rate and the drug overdose rate and people are miserable. And the commissioner of the NBA says he's got a league of miserable players on his hands. They're just unhappy people. I think in a lot of those other societies, your main priority is your family. Your main recreation is your family and your extended family. Your main source of satisfaction and just like everything is your family. So it just seems more obvious to have kids because then you have your own family and right. it just seems joyful. Sure. And I think a lot of people who don't have kids or whatever, they, they don't understand that. I feel
0: attacked right now.
1: Uh, good. <laughs> Super. Um, <clears throat> and... I mean, the people who come from Mexico and immediately see the birth rate decline. I don't think that's because they, they had some giant farm and only their children to tend it no. back yonder, no. and now they're, they're working at uh, you know, Google or what have you. Um, I think it just it has to do with where you get your joy or think you're going to get your joy. Exactly. Or where you get something that kind of feels like joy, but isn't, and you end up suicidal and popping pills. Just to bring it back to the heavy, heavy discussion of the modern age and why people are so unhappy, even as we're wealthier, more comfortable, healthier, and up until recently, longer lived than human beings have ever been. Mm.
0: What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
2: Well, Border Patrol reports this morning more chaos at the border, presidential debates, an endangered exercise, and Chinese tech giant is suing the U.S. for violating its constitutional rights. Oh, shut up. Shut
0: up. Who asked you? commies go back to china yeah Yakami's yeah commies <laughs> china for some reason talking That's about right, that sir. made me hungry for chinese food today <laughs> it's kind of interesting I reaction. would destroy some broccoli beef right now oh sweet and sour pork you're oh, coming my way today it's
1: a child's order
0: <laughs> you're listening to the armstrong and getty show time listener really upset you downplayed getting run over by some uncaring a-hole, as I did on December 14th, as I laid there on the ground in agonizing pain. The a-hole got out of his car, saw me in the ground, turned, got back in his car, and drove away. wow
1: well, we're not downplaying it. Don't recall downplaying getting run over? I mean, we didn't probably discuss it with the seriousness you would, but, you know, I think we both understand why that is. For the record, I'm anti-
0: Running anyone over? Certainly. And and I think getting run over would be horrible. And I'm anti
1: hit and run. There we go. Mm -hmm. Staunchly so. In other news. Cleaned up that misperception.
0: Sherrod Brown has announced he will not
1: run for president. He will
0: not run for president. (laughs) (laughs) Did you
1: just. (laughs) walk, womp, womp Sherrod Brown not running? I did. He. How absolutely dare you! Wasn't he in like one of your kind of your top tier ish? names he was seen as a real dark horse jack a moderate democrat who could cross the aisle I I, never I, mind he's not running i i i have a feeling we're gonna have more
0: like 20 some rather than 30 some people running for president instead of 36 like we heard there for a while maybe 40 might be more like high teens 20s a lot of your big names have said new all right, all right. Well, but not Joe Biden. Tarpon lappers, in. Yeah.
2: Let's, get to the, <laughs> let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Data released by Customs and Border Protection show the numbers of migrant fam- families illegally crossing the southern border is again breaking records. The vice president of the Border Patrol Council, Art Del Cueto, said the groups work hard to avoid apprehension. But their stories change to political asylum the minute they're caught. The majority of these people, and I would say over 90%, their asylum claims are not
1: real asylum claims. Plain and simple. They're false claims.
0: More than... What percent did he say?
2: 90. 90%. More than 90% are false claims. Yep. More than 76,000 migrants crossed the U.S.-Mexico border last month, more than double the number from the same time last year. And Del Cueto says... There is no method for the agency to determine how many have gotten away.
1: There's just absolutely no method to determine how many get through.
2: And now we have reports of another caravan heading toward... The border, and actually now very close to the uh, border, little town off uh, right uh, off of California in Mexico.
0: There's a lot of question and answer with uh, the DHS secretary yesterday that I thought Republicans scored some pretty good points talking to her and various border people. Where do the people come through? Where there aren't walls? Where are we doing a good job of keeping them out? Where we do have walls <laughs> or fences.
1: Well, and people made the point over and over again, where walls make the most sense, we have walls. Where technology makes the most sense, we have tech. Where people make the most sense, et cetera, et cetera. And everybody agreed. Everybody agreed. And listen, I understand the motes president. Moats and alligators? You go with moats and alligators. Exactly. Um, I understand the president hammered the wall, but everybody knows that was a campaign thing. And he himself, Donald J. Trump, is saying walls where they make sense. The idea that we're not going to pay for the president's wall, it's just dumb politics. It's about securing but the border. Yeah, i yeah, not kidding. That yeah, yeah. is redundant.
2: President Trump is going after the Democratic National Committee after announcing it won't have Fox host any Democratic presidential primary debates ahead of the 2020 election. And they're going to have a lot of debates. Yes. And none of them on Fox. Trump saying he just might bar other networks from hosting general election debates. Trump tweeting Democrats just blocked Fox News from holding a debate. Good. And I think I'll do the same with the fake news networks and the radical left Democrats in the general election debate. It's uh, a political mis- Mr. Point. President,
1: sir, Um, you can't say that. <laughs> the Republican Party can say that. You can't say that as the president. That's
0: funny. I just moved past it because I'm so used to him saying that sort of thing. And nothing will come of it. And you'll never hear about it again. And But no, you shouldn't say that because you can't do that. Right. But... um. <laughs> It's just a political ploy because Perez or whoever made the decision for the DNC um, they don't believe that Brett Baer and Chris Wallace would be unfair in any way. no it's actually a great opportunity I think to expose your Democratic candidates to a big group of people where you might unite you might peel off you know a chunk. I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that
1: but I would suggest that it would be a brilliant thing to do. Even your, your hardest core, core Fox viewer, who thinks Democrats are, are a combination uh, of like a, a vampire and, a, and a, a leech or something. Well, I guess those are both bloodsuckers. Yes. A, a vampire and, and, I don't know, a paper cut, would see reasonable, intelligent people espousing programs and, and policies that they might think, oh, that uh, Cory Booker, uh, that's a fairly reasonable chap. I, he's not so bad. I think you're missing a, a huge right.
0: opportunity. We we believe our ideas are better, and we'd like to expose them to as many right. people as possible. Here are our ideas. What do you think? If your ideological kung fu is strong enough, you should be willing to go into any dojo on the planet. I'll well, step away yeah, now. Well <laughs> said.
1: <laughs> well said.
2: <laughs> Paul Manafort's going to be sentenced today. He'll find out how much time he's going to serve in prison for tax and bank fraud. The 69-year-old Manafort could get 20 years in prison. And see, I'll be 89 when I get out. Still be time to be a crook. (laughs) Chinese telecom giant. You rip off the people at the old folks' home, probably. I'll bet they don't (laughs) lock their doors. Chinese telecom giant Huawei is suing the U.S. government over a budget provision that bars the government and any of their contractors from using Huawei equipment on security grounds. Overdue. The company says the provision is unconstitutional because... Oh, shut up. You're
1: communists! Don't you lecture us about our constitution, (laughs) you GD commies!
2: It says the provision's unconstitutional because it singles out an individual company for punishment and denies it due process. That's
1: because you're a tool of the Chinese government, and their statements are hilarious. We, uh, we're not influenced by the Chinese government. Uh, We don't uh, bow to their requests, and if they made a request of us, we would uh, refuse. That's hilarious. That's so that is so cute, Huawei.
0: I've also read quite a bit that the only reason they're even competitive isn't in this space is because of the the technology and the intellectual property they stole from American companies. Mm, right,
1: yep. right. Michael, where's the sad trumpet? They're wah wah, wah way now. Huh?
2: <laughs> there you go. I got an update on Blockbuster News. The last Blockbuster standing is in Bend, Oregon. It's the only one left in the world after the store in Australia closes its doors at the end of the month. So
0: Bend, Oregon has the final Blockbuster. You, You don't get VHS tapes, though, right? DVDs, I assume. I'm sure they're DVDs.
2: So, I don't know. You could probably get Beta VHS. You could probably, yeah,
1: you could probably still get uh, your VHS tapes. Shout there. out to beautiful Ben. Yeah. Love Ben. where my son lives.
0: I still have my Blockbuster card. Could I show up to that place and rent a.
1: Sure, you could. I haven't
0: used it for 25 years.
2: Mm. Yeah, the general manager mm. of the Ben. update ed- your information. They say <laughs> you
0: still owe $8.
1: <laughs> for not <laughs> rewinding. With interest, that's 85000 You right. never
0: returned Happy Gilmore. You owe us 65 dollars
2: <laughs> The general manager of the Ben Blockbuster. Bl- Blockbuster said the store is still a solid business and it's now become a tourist attraction. Visitors are coming from around the world, and that they probably open up ten accounts a day because the amount of people that come in and want a blockbuster awesome. card is crazy. That's wow.
1: awesome. If they're not selling t-shirts, they're fools.
2: Blockbuster Bend. Yeah. I mean wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong at Getty Show, the conscience of the nation i'd be in
1: bend right now by the banks of the mighty deschutes and join a micro uh, yeah. oh i would love that so much uh-huh. with my boy what do you think boy it's a good looking river isn't it sure is dad that's what we'd say
0: <laughs> yeah. and then you go back to your place at night and watch a movie you it a blockbuster right
1: then because i'm kind i would rewind <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, having a girlfriend that worked at the local video place when I was in college is one of the greatest breaks of my life. Wow. wow. She can bring over any movie <sighs> after she closed at night. Oh, man. On Friday or Saturday Squirt night. We were away
1: the good ones, And too. we were
0: so poor. I mean, there was no chance of renting a movie. We, we couldn't afford that.
1: Wow. Wow. Had to hook up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience
1: of the of nation. Of the nation.
0: thing people drink, and uh, look for it uh, in a market near you, Milk Coke. Well, it's not what? necessarily something that's
1: being marketed. It's it's a self-made concoction. Oh, I you see. Take... People
0: just pour Coke yeah. in their
1: milk. I knew, I knew somebody who did that when I was yeah. a kid. Pepsi. You're... It was Pepsi, but... You know, I think I have, They too. poured Pepsi in the middle. I think it sounded gross That's to me. disgusting.
0: It apparently was a, a
1: beverage on Laverne
0: and Shirley, because the actress who played one of them, ah, that was her real-life favorite that's drink. That's where I heard about it. Yeah. That's and so now I, I, I guess it. it's making some sort of comeback. People are calling it just kind of a budget store root beer float, right? Like that similar kind of cream huh. and soda mixture. But i it's, it sounds weird,
1: but I think I might actually try this, and I don't even drink soda. Sounds like a one-way street to obesity.
0: This person said, Brummies love it. What's a brummy? Oh, Lord.
1: Not another cutesy term. I have to know. I'm full up. Brummies is D-R-U-M-M-I-E? that like bronies? M-M-I-E? Yeah, bronies, but lamer. Brummies.
0: This is our headline uh, today. Brummy is an English dialect, so it's uh, something in the
1: UK. Oh, okay, all right. Um, yeah. So I was trying to comprehend this uh, Facebook move that Mark uh, Berserkerberg was announcing about. Um, now they're going to be more private and respect your privacy and all and everybody's already saying no they'll probably get around it this way and that way and this way and but i got way 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 down into the article and um and read something that made it infinitely clear to me that and we you know we'd known this was almost certainly true but the giants the omnipresent monster most valuable stock biggest company in the world Your internet monsters will go away as quickly as they came. It's just, it's clear. Or they'll evolve into something unrecognizable, and so they might as well be different. Uh, They're talking about... Like, is
0: MySpace still an operating company? I think it is. AOL is. But they just laid off a ton of people and continue to make $75,000 a year nationwide.
1: It's like if Sears went back to being two stores in two cities, Mm -hmm. yes. Although they started as a... Uh, As an order it and you get it delivered to your company, which is, you know, ironic. Um, So they say Berserkerberg is now emulating a strategy popularized, popularized by Tencent, which is the Chinese Internet company that makes WeChat. WeChat has become a de facto portal to the rest of the Internet. So it's like a chat app. But through the app, you can pay for items, communicate with your friends, order takeout, like, do a search engine through it, and so the app becomes everything you need for the internet. Hmm. And everybody's vying for that space. I'd imagine they'll be able to interact with each other, but you'll have a, a, a ten cent person and a Facebook person and all, and they will do everything from searching to email to ordering Chinese food online through that app.
0: And they're keeping track of everything you're doing almost selling certainly. it to someone
1: or or I know the one thing zuckerberg is really really hot to trot for is um uh, paying for things through Facebook and they get just a little slice of it like paypal or whatever else part of the, the Apple so-called pay. war on cash there's a it, it's <clears> it's very
0: rare to find young people with actual cash on them these days
1: yes as I've said i, I uh, me and uh, Judy and our son and his uh, his uh, bandmate Went to a show and uh, he mocked me for having cash, and then I had to tip a guy to get what we needed, and he was humbled. Mm-hmm. He realized the old man got where he got little palm grease for a reason, exactly. But so a little help, uh, help a brother out action. But so the, uh, the and the, he apologized the, to me because he's a good boy. The,
0: What's that? Ca- <laughs> the cashless society. So everybody moving money around that costs a little bit, even if it's not very much. Oh yeah. If you add it up over. Hundreds and billions of transactions—it adds up to money. fractions of pennies. just sure. add infinity. I get it. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. If they can make it fractions of pennies times zillions, then that makes sense. But some of the the services right now—it's like a credit card. People are losing three percent or whatever it is on each transaction. Uh-huh. I've had. Folks who I'm friendly with, I do business with, say, "Hey, dude, any chance you could write a check instead of uh, paypal and us?" The uh, the Atlanta Falcons football stadium just went to an all cash cashless model, I believe. They're really their concessions and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll speed things up. That was part Swipe of the That was part of go. their excuse. Right, right. Aeroplanes are like that now. Airplanes. You want to get sauced up on your flight? Yeah, and I do. Um, <laughs> I actually, I actually don't. I hate drinking on airplanes. Really, um, really. Yeah, just because oh. I always have to go somewhere. I mean, I got to drive home. What or... if you're getting picked up? You're going to a business thing. Yeah, but what, I want to get there drunk. Yes. Oh, I see. <laughs> it I
2: makes was... the business <laughs> thing so
0: much easier. Indeed.
1: Yeah. Indeed. Mm. Anyway, uh yeah, no cash on that. You want to overpay for uh, some crackers and cheese and a. And a crappy glass of wine—it's got to be with a card. Well, the
0: idea of carrying around paper that represents the money just is is pretty crazy and old timey. It really is. It's as old timey as human beings get, as as paper gets, and coins before that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure we will all pay through our phone for things in the future. On the That's other one of hand, the things I liked about Starbucks—I mm-hmm. just had the app, I'd buy something here, zap, and I'm done. Also, how much of Joiner? Uh... uh- Retail pricing is based off of these are the denominations of money that we have, right? That was another uh, reason for the sure. the NFL stadium. They, they do whole dollar amounts because they're just trying to make the transactions more efficient. So now they can maybe, you know, have...
1: Oh, great. Yeah. Make a hot dog 412 instead of 4. Right. Because yeah. right. nobody cares. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. yeah that's, On the that's other hand, one. cash is useful for some transactions. Ask Jussie Smollett. <laughs> Or Robert Kraft. <laughs> yes. Or Robert Kraft. Not good to be swiping in those situations yeah. or writing a check Do I have for t- race hoax.
0: Do I, have time for <laughs> Do I have time for this headline? Bigger, saltier, heavier. Oh. The Jack Armstrong story. <laughs> no, bigger, salt, or heavier. <laughs> Fast food since 1986 in three simple charts. Maybe we'll go through this next oh, Armstrong wow. and Getty show. Yeah, but I don't doubt it. Fits in with that sugar thing you did the other day. How much oh, more sugar yeah. we use? So, Gosh,
1: darn it!
2: Yeah, actually, it would that be again.
0: decent for chapter three of my autobi- autobiography. Yeah, bigger, here, salt or heavier.
1: Since like uh, the country was founded, people have gone from five pounds of sugar per year in all its forms to hundred and fifty.
0: And how what effect, of, what effect does that have on uh, Very little, as far as I can <laughs> tell. <laughs> it's time to get away from here. Get, get. After final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. There you go. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from Positive Sean. Sean? Yeah, the, earlier in the show, we learned some disturbing thoughts about the number of horse deaths uh, that result from horse racing. Jack was pretty adamant, is this going to be the beginning of the end of it? And I'm worried that Big Jockey is going to come after you. But the good yeah. news is Big Jockey is just <laughs> like
2: a regular dude. <laughs> right. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Well, when you stop into the Blockbuster store in Bend, Oregon, tell him Armstrong and Getty say hey. Fantastic.
1: Uh, Michelangelo, final thought.
2: Yeah, at the radio convention, Jack should wear a monocle, a top hat, and tails. And I want him to look through his monocle at Doug Steffen and say, Listen, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Quit bringing him up, because he'll hear about it. And
0: harangue us. Uh, That's true. Jack, final thought. I became a parent nine years ago today as my oldest is. It's his birthday. And I have the same feeling every parent has every time their kid has a birthday. Can you believe blank is blank years old? You Just it just every year. I'm sure that happens. I'm sure it's true for my parents. Oh,
1: yeah. It <laughs> just
0: probably never ends.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Whether
0: they're 2 or 72, I guess you'd have to be 90-something.
1: You so can't we're... believe your kid's that age. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. So we're on a, uh, a very auspicious panel at the Big Talk Radio gathering in Los Angeles and uh, talking about how to uh, how to grow the industry, save the industry, what is good talk radio, and that sort of thing. So that gives us what? it's uh, The panel's 10 o'clock tomorrow morning? We have exactly 24 hours to figure out what that answer is. How well, aus- listen, clearly, I'm going to say, what happens after clearly, I don't know. How how <laughs> auspicious can a panel be if we're on it? Listen, the key is, after is, is where I'm a little, a little fuzzy. Indeed, I need something there. The call to action has to be... And then, yeah,
0: from Our there. agent's the moderator, so he's going to set up softballs for us to, to knock out of the park. How awesome is that?
1: <laughs> Very nice. Play to our strengths. Is there a more talented show in America than you guys? <laughs> not, Eric, not really. Probably not. No.
0: I'm embarrassed you answered that. asked that <laughs> right. question. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday.
1: Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the clicks are there. Email us. Go ahead.
0: Why not? We'll see you tomorrow. God, no, we won't. Monday. God bless America.
2: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
2: <laughs> and the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. Armstrong
1: and Getty.